This is Art Speaks, a program presented by the William King Museum of Art in Abingdon, Virginia. I am today's host, Lakin Bridges, Director of Higher Education and Adult Programming at William King Museum. And our guest today is Alice Salyer. She is our Digital Lab Manager, and she manages Digital Lab Programming in Art Lab at William King Museum of Art. Hi, Alice. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you, Lakin. How are you? I'm doing great, and this is especially great treat because um, Alice and I never see each other, <laughs> and I'm laughing because Alice and I um, have offices right next door to each other in Art Lab on the museum campus, but it is fun to get out of the office and uh, connect over radio and talk to you all today. Uh, so Alice, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Alice uh, as a as a <laughs> member of the William King Museum of Art staff. Well, I'm an international woman of mystery, Lakin. No, just kidding. As a part of the William King Museum staff, I'm our digital lab manager at Art Lab. And that means I am over our digital lab and digital lab programming. I teach Adobe classes and other digital classes. I make sure the computers are doing what they're supposed to do. I have had the opportunity to learn all sorts of new things in this role, such as laser cutting and 3D printing. That sounds awesome. And I understand that you're also an artist yourself. That seems to be the case. <laughs> <laughs> I work in various different media as time allows, I do a good bit of digital art and photography as well as painting and drawing and other experimental printmaking methods. That's awesome. Now, I do know that we're about to come up on your uh, one-year anniversary with us. I know. Um, it's crazy. I think like December 14th? 14th or 15th. Somewhere around there. Time flies. <laughs> I do not feel like it's been a year since I started at all. Yeah, it, it, I can't believe it's already been a year either. Um, but we're, of course, really glad to have you with us. Um, now, what were you doing um, before you joined us at William Key Museum? Well, just before I joined the William King crew, I was an adjunct instructor at East Tennessee State University. I taught several graphic design classes and graphic design history. I taught the first intro to graphic design class, which is actually called Layout and Production. It's a lot of fun, and I was teaching the second level graphic design class, which was called Graphic Design Theory, and I was actually teaching those classes from my basement because it was pandemic times and we were teaching remotely. Oh, yeah, that was a challenge, I'm sure, because art is such a visual hands-on experience, even in, in graphic design. It is. I think graphic design is one of the only studio art classes that teaching remotely could work mm -hmm. okay in, but it was still not ideal. It helps to be in the room with the students so you can see how they're doing what they're doing and help them troubleshoot issues, but... We made it work, <laughs> and we had a good time, mostly. I'm not sure if my students would agree, but that was my take. 
<laughs> I'm sure it was a great time because I think yeah. you're you're a great uh, instructor. I'm curious. Um, I'm going to take a quick little segue. Oh no! What would what would a graphic design uh, theory entail? Like, what is something I might learn in a graphic design theory class? Well, the name graphic design theory could it's kind of a broad term that could be taken in different ways at ETSU in particular, it started getting into a little more graphic design theory than layout and production did, Um, a little more of the conceptual thinking behind graphic design problem-solving skills. But at its heart, it was a branding class, and it was one of those studio classes where students had one project for the entire semester, and... That sounds kind of crazy, just one project. But the assignment was students were supposed to go to like a thrift shop or just go through their dorm rooms and find an object that they thought needed rebranding. And this was wide open. So they could be as literal or as outlandish as they wanted to be with it. So they could choose, say an earring or a model car or an old-fashioned film camera and say, well, this is no longer what this object is. It has a new purpose, and we would give it a new name and a new brand personality, and they would do a brand style guide for it, package design, some social media advertising. So it was a lot of fun, and we have a lot of creative work come out of that. Oh, that sounds like such a fun class. That's one it of the. It really is. <laughs> it makes me wish I was a student again because yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So that's what you were doing when you taught uh, adjunct at ETSU. For our listeners, I know this, but yeah. for our listeners, can you tell us a little bit? Are, are you bringing in those kinds of ideas uh, in the programming you're developing in our digital lab at William Key Museum? What are, what are some of the things that you're really excited about bringing into or that you're already offering in the digital lab? Well, as far as classes go in our digital lab, one of our most important offerings is the Adobe Boot Camp training. And that is very specific to the Adobe programs. It's the tech learning with a little bit of graphic design best practices thrown in there. But we teach Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, and Premiere Pro. And you don't have to have any experience. It helps if you know how to use a mouse and have been on a computer before. But other than that, no experience is necessary. And for the spring semester, we've changed it up a little bit. We're doing one class per week over an eight-week period. So say come in on a Wednesday evening and learn Premiere Pro from 5 to 8 through the month of January and February. Oh, we've cut our prices on those just for the spring, so that's a temporary thing. Oh, that's awesome. Can you tell me more about uh, the price cut that you've you've chosen for the spring semester? We're slashing prices (laughs) for the spring semester, Lakin. Uh, we've cut it from three hundred and something dollars down to about one sixty. So, if people want to learn something new or more about something they're already a little bit familiar with for the new year, now is the time. 
Oh, that's going to be great. That's good timing. Uh, New Year's resolution. That's a yeah. That's a good that's incentive to stick to it. <laughs> I may have to take a, take you up on that. I definitely could use a refresher in Photoshop and Illustrator for sure. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are in that same boat, and the programs change so much every year that even if you knew it pretty well in 2010, 2022's Photoshop offers a lot more features and ways of doing things. Yeah, for people who might not know, the Adobe programs are for visual communications. Um, professionals and amateurs and students use them. Fine artists use them. Or um, if you are the person who gets to do your social media posts at work, it would be beneficial for you to know at least some of Photoshop. If you're doing your church's flyers, you might want to learn some InDesign. It's a page layout program. Premiere Pro is video editing. And Adobe Illustrator is a vector design program. So if you are designing logos or illustrations or fairly simple posters, that would be the program to use. A lot of, I add that because a lot of people may not know exactly what the programs are for. Like I tell my parents, oh, I'm teaching Adobe classes. They're like, that's that mud that houses out west are built from, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, not that kind of Adobe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And it's, I'm, I'm glad, I'm, it's great to hear that um, Adobe is so useful across so many different platforms and lines of work, too. It's really easy to think about Adobe as, as just um, programs for something like graphic design, but I could have a lawn business that I have to advertise myself for. So it's it's good to know that I could come to you and learn more about the programs to, to jumpstart my own projects and advertising. Exactly. We also offer intro to the Adobe classes that are just a one-day class for a couple hours to get people a little bit familiar with the programs and what they can do. So if you've never touched them before, those would be good ones to take. And we also offer a little more crafty type classes. Like we're doing some laser cutting workshops in the spring where you can come in and design your own laser cut necklace or use the laser cutter for fine art projects. We'll be doing a 3D printing workshop as well. When is your uh, 3D printing workshop coming up? That's for next year, correct? Yes, it'll be next year later in the spring. I want to say sometime in April. Okay. And we're just getting um, all of those spring classes, uh, January through June, uh, listed on our website, too. So there will be more information uh, coming up there. Yeah, actually, they are all up. Excellent. Yeah. And what kind of equipment do you have in this space? You know, you've mentioned the Adobe. You've mentioned the 3D printing. Um if, if someone's going to come here and take classes or wants to learn more about what we have, what are you going to, what do you have to share? <laughs> well, we have 20 student computers, so people don't have to bring their own laptops or anything. That's a question I've gotten from mm. people. So now you come in and you use our computers. We have half PCs and half Macs. So whichever flavor you are used to using, we've got that. Um, we have these subscriptions to the Adobe programs, so you don't have to have that either. In addition to the 
laser cutter and 3D printer, we have a fabulous scanner, and that is one of our most used pieces of equipment. We offer open lab hours for people to come in and work on personal projects if they have a uh, good comfort level with the equipment and have maybe taken a class before. Those hours are Tuesdays and Thursdays from 10 to 1, or you can always email me to set up an appointment. And we have a good number of local artists and craftspeople and illustrators who have work that they need to digitize, so they'll come in and use our scanner and then put their work on a jump drive and take it with them. We also have three Epson inkjet printers. They are fabulous and wondrous. They are um, they're inkjet, so they print beautifully. It's what you want for good fine art photography or other fine art printing. The smaller printers can print larger than 13 by 19, so pretty large. And our large printer can print up to 48 inches wide, and we can print on canvas or photo paper or sticker paper, if that is exciting. Wow, there's a whole range of equipment that, uh, that we can access, and it's really exciting to, to know. Just knowing that there's um, equipment and lab hours to, to come to to try out these things even before you're going to invest in something is, is really exciting. Yeah, that is where some of our equipment has come in very handy for local artists and craftspeople that have, um, we have printed small projects for various arts and crafts people. And we don't charge too much for that, just enough to cover ink and supplies, but that way they can see what the printers can do before deciding what to buy for themselves. Oh, I also want to mention we have special programming just for teens. So Teen Lab in the spring semester is going to be Tuesday evenings from 5 to 7. And for the first session of about seven or eight weeks, we're going to have a different topic every couple of weeks. We're going to do some 3D printing. I'll introduce the students to a little free program called Tinkercad where you can build your own simple 3D model. And as far as I know, it's about the uh, simplest free 3D program out there. It's a great starting point for new people. So we will build some 3D models and then print them. We will do some laser cutting. We'll do some stop motion animation. And we, something else I should have mentioned earlier, we have the digital painting tablets. They're called Wacom tablets, and they have a digital pen, and you draw with the pen on this tablet just like you would in your sketchbook, except for it appears right on your computer screen in Photoshop. And in Photoshop, there are hundreds upon hundreds of different brush types that students can use and that is probably our most popular offering as far as um, Teen Lab goes. The kids love it, and the adults that try it love it, too. That's awesome. I And I can speak from experience. Those tablets are so much fun um, for if you haven't, if y'all haven't um, seen one before, there, there are these large um, tablets that have like a stylus um, and it's, if I understand correctly, there's, it's almost like a electromagnetic um, reaction where you can 
drag your stylus or hover the stylus over the surface of this tablet to draw um, or to, to move the stylus. Um, and then, like, the more pressure you push into the tablet, um, the stylus records that as a heavier or lighter uh, line or mark. So yeah. it's really cool to see the, the range um, of detail and kind of how it replicates a traditional mode of drawing um, using this digital tablet. Yeah, that's exactly right, Lakin. It's uh, They're pressure-sensitive pens. So if you draw with a very light touch, you get a faint, thin line. But if you bear down really hard, you get a very th thick, dark line. So it very much replicates the look and feel of physical drawing media without the mess. <laughs> and you have an undo, which we don't have in the physical world. Undo is the undo shortcut is the first thing you want to learn in any <laughs> any uh in any digital art and design. That, Command that's right. Z. Command Z is your friend. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to WEHC ninety point seven FM. Now I want to backtrack uh, just a little bit to uh, you had mentioned the more specialized classes. Um, that you have been offering, such as uh, the laser-cut ornaments or laser-cut uh, paper cards. Um, but the, there was a, a class or a special training that you offered one-on-one -on -one to a local uh, quilter. I believe it was last yes. year. And the, the way that you described that to me was really fascinating to understand how these programs can be used in an unexpected way. Yeah, that was fascinating to me as well, because if I had not met this quilter, I don't think it would have ever crossed my mind that the Adobe programs could be used for this, but it should have. Yeah, we're happy to do um, classes or workshops by request, but a local quilter does her own amazingly intricate quilt designs, and she came to us and said, gosh, I wish I knew some more about digital design because I feel like that would help my process go along much faster and more accurately. And after seeing what she did and her process, we designed a workshop about Illustrator pattern design. And we started with the basic Adobe Illustrator tools such as the, the pen tool and the shape tools and the different ways they can be used to create repeating patterns and symmetrical patterns. And she came out of that workshop with, I hope, the knowledge to take and digitize her quilt designs. That's that's so fascinating. It was um, really fascinating to me, too. Yeah, that that's one of my favorite uh, parts about working at uh, William Key Museum and working with Alice, uh, with you, Alice, in Art Lab and... Um, in the digital lab is just being able to connect with um, other artists or teachers or students and work with them specifically to help them um, use process or um, pursue research uh, that like fits in in a niche of their interests. That's really exciting to me to to problem solve and work on those puzzles and and help people yeah. get to the light bulb stage. <laughs> it's exciting to me to be in a role where I get to help people. Um, we've had several public school teachers come in and take some classes to further their education. 
so they can take that back to their students. We've had a couple that needed to learn more about laser cutting, and we've had at least one that needed to know more about Premiere Pro, so she came in and took the Premiere Pro boot camp so she could um, better teach her tech students how to produce their own videos. That's awesome. Absolutely. I, uh, working with the teacher in service offerings yes. is one of my favorite things to to connect with the teachers like you just mentioned and both in studio art and, and now mm-hmm. we're lucky to, to be able to offer that kind of training and service in the digital lab too. Yeah, I get excited about how much the digital tools can help artists who are working in traditional media because we've had several that have decades and decades of experience in traditional media, painting or drawing, but are maybe a little apprehensive about the digital tools, but they may need to digitize their sketchbooks or pull together ideas for things like um, coloring books. That's another workshop we've done is how to do your own coloring pages, whether you're starting from your own drawings or photographs. That's so fun. That was a fun one. <laughs> and I, I can say, I'll, I'll just say from experience, um, for our listeners who aren't familiar, I also uh, used to, and occasionally still do, adjunct teach at ETSU. So Alice and I are both coming from uh, these teaching backgrounds. And um, I have sat in Alice's classes, and she's <laughs> Alice has also done some uh, some training for staff, and uh, I can speak from experience when I say that Alice is a uh, great instructor and uh, a very good, helpful sense of humor that kind of takes the stress away from learning a new, sometimes intimidating um, program. She really makes it low stress, no stress, no intimidation. You just come in, and uh, and she's just really helpful. So Aww, thank I'll, you, Lakin. I'll I'll sing your praises here. <laughs> but yeah, computers can be really intimidating for a lot of people, and I like to tell my students that they're not alone because computers can be frustrating, and it's okay to get angry at them sometimes. They're like angry toddlers or <laughs> preteens that don't want to listen sometimes. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, Alice, if there were no barriers in the way, let's let's say the sky is the limit. Uh, what is your dream or one of your dreams or goals for what you might do with or who you might serve with the digital lab? Oh gosh, sky's the limit. I should probably like be more <laughs> creative and imaginative with this one. Or maybe there's just really cool equipment that you want. <laughs> I think we could really use a really nice 3D scanner, and that way we could scan objects in and then replicate them with the 3D printer. I think since we're a museum, that would be really useful for digitizing our collection in 3D, as well as making some really cool sculptures. I'd also like to see us expanding the populations we serve. I would like to be able to take Digital Lab more on the road, because Southwest Virginia is a really large service area, and it can be difficult for some people to get over to Abington for a class. Awesome. Those are great goals to work towards. So, um, Alice, where can we find you? Where, how can we connect with you? Through the website? Where are you located? And how do we if talk to I you? If I was looking for me, 
I would I would email me because I guess I am old fashioned Gen Xer. <laughs> And I'm rarely working in my office. If you call me, please leave me leave me a message and I'll call you back. But email is probably best. A salier at wkmuseum.org. Yes, that is a salier at wkmuseum.org. And you can also find out more about the digital lab and uh, more of Alice's contact information as well as uh, my contact information on our website, williamkingmuseum.org. And just a quick little uh, wild card question to close out the show in just a, a quick little 30 seconds. Alice, the most important question oh, no. we've all been wondering. I have a strange uh, question for you. As, a, as an artist, I'm always thinking way, way out there, as far out as if you were an alien, what would you look like? That's a great question, Lakin. What makes you think I'm not an alien? <laughs> no. If I was an alien, I would look just like everybody else, so nobody would know. Or and I might look kind of like Lur on um, Futurama, you know, large and slimy and tentacled. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Art Speaks on... WEHC 90.7 FM.